don't want to scare anyone. But I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature. Surviving in the wilderness. Full grown by now. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night. And he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. And by now, I guess you all know, we're the first to return here. Five years, five long years, he's been dormant. And he's hungry. Jason's out there. Watching. Always on the prowl for me. Everybody and welcome back to First Friday, the podcast on the Three Green Nerds Network, where we go through every single Friday the Thirteenth movie uh, from beginning to the semi-abysmal end. Of the <laughs> it gets real interesting as we get uh, later on in the series. But uh, yeah, uh, with me is Claire. Claire uh, returning for Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Uh, Part Three. It's filmed in 3D, although you're going to, A, have a hard time finding a 3D copy nowadays, and B, even if you do, you need those red and blue, red and green glasses that just, I think... Uh, across they the, were amazing. I, I just remember getting headaches from them. <laughs> like, there was never a time I, I had them on, and I was like, this was a fun time. Never. So I uh, did not know it was filmed in 3D. That makes a lot of sense. With the, the popcorn scene? Was yeah. that specifically for 3D? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the them juggling and the things going at the camera. Uh, the yo-yo. The yo-yo, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, actors on the movie have said countless times that your skills as an actor weren't important. It was really how close could you throw something towards the camera was really <laughs> a more important skill. And I think that <laughs> kind of dives into probably the biggest issue for me, at least with this movie, is... There's some really bad acting in this. Just, just oh yeah, it's 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 a little bit cringe-inducing, but uh, that's getting a little ahead. Um, yeah, the plot overview of the movie. So uh, we open on a uh, duo, a couple who are uh, working out of some market, and uh, lo and behold, uh, they you know stumble upon Jason. And I I always find that market at the beginning kind of funny because he's got like a rabbit that's like yeah. the produce and I'm like, that doesn't seem very sanitary, but you know, opening a tin of peanuts, eating some, giving some to the rabbit. Yeah. It's, um, there's some choices made in that scene. Mm. Just like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it's the COVID in me, but I'm just like, Oh my gosh, there's a rabbit in there. Like probably <laughs> three people got sick. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a, uh, you don't really uh, spend too much time with them because they aren't long for this world, but uh, mm -hmm. at least it gives you an introduction to Jason and you kind of find out that, uh, yeah, he's still kicking. Still no word on what happened to Paul. 
I don't think uh, we'll ever get full confirmation on what happened to Paul. But uh, or or Ginny, I expected Ginny to be back, but she wasn't. So, fun fact about this movie was that the original idea for the sequel was going to actually directly follow up with Ginny in an in insane asylum. Sort of okay. uh, like Friday the 13th meets uh, Cuckoo's Nest, pretty much. And um, okay. Yeah, and uh, that was sort of the idea they were going with. But then uh, Amy Steele, who played Ginny, didn't want to come back. She thought she'd go on to bigger things. And uh, mm-hmm. no, you know what? I don't want to come back for that. So they had to scrap Fair that enough. and start off mm-hmm. fresh with uh, a new batch of characters. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't really... I, I tend not to like too many of the characters in this. I, I There's very few of them that I... I get along with her or like I, I do like Andy just because he seems to be having the most fun out of anybody. Yeah. Like he's just doing handstands and he's just he's just having a good oh, time. Only just walking around on his hands. Yeah. Love yep. and life. Yep. Shelly as well is great. Just pranking everyone. Yeah. Shelly's kind of an interesting character because he really is just the comic relief. But then mm-hmm. he oddly gets very um he gets a lot of dimension and a lot of characterization and it's like it's kind of odd that he's not the main character and he ends up getting more characterization i think than even um the the main protagonist there so who well, i always blank on her name but um uh chris 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 i think it's because it's chris it just doesn't strike me i'm like chris so, she so doesn't I'm, look like a chris no no, no definitely mm-hmm. not um but yeah so yeah, she, he ends up getting more characterization than she does. Uh, you know, with the whole like, you know, you find out more about why he is, why he is, and all this other stuff. And you're like, geez, we're getting a lot of backstory for this guy. So we feel a bit bad for him, definitely. Poor yeah. Shelley. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, anyways, uh, but yeah, uh, that's basically the preamble of the movie until you you just get dive right into it typical friday the 13th fashion uh mm. chris and her friends go up and uh um her boyfriend's up there or at least her i i assume that um you know th- there's kind of like an illusion that they used to date but maybe not anymore but he kind of wants to and mm, he's still into it she's not so sure yeah mm. and uh I don't know. I, I I always kind of find it a little tragic that they never resolve it before the I know. things go crazy. It, it's always kind of one of those things. Like the I, I don't know if it was intentional or not to have things that way, but it just seems so sad that like they never got they never got a good kiss. They never you know resolved their issues, and they seem to be moving towards maybe reconciliation. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. There's the bikers as well. Low, you know. Lest we forget them. Uh, they were they were a random addition. I was surprised yeah. that they that they kind of had so much placement in the movie. Yeah, just a random biker gang. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I think it's so. I think it, I theorize. I don't know this for sure, but I theorize that they were literally just put in so that you would feel like, well, Jason's got to be a badass if he can take down these bikers. <laughs> <laughs> the bikers were pretty badass they were um and uh they they definitely looked the part too Um, oh yeah yeah it was 
I, it was funny though because uh, watching the scene where they're in the store and the girl pulls out the condom and she's like, "Is this your rubber?" I'm like, I would be more embarrassed to be mentioning that than they actually be, you know, embarrassing the person. I'd be more embarrassed to just be like to just mention that. It's like, oh, do you really have to bring that up? At least they're practicing safe sex. That's you know, that's important. True. So good job, Shelley. Good job, Shelley. Uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't, he doesn't end up using that condom on that He week. doesn't ever get to use it. No. He tries. He does. He really does try. <laughs> um, yeah, so all things kind of converge, and eventually the bikers show up, and they're disposed of, and everyone kind of ends up uh, getting disposed of. And then, of course, uh, Shelly brings out the hockey mask, and uh, yes. Jason takes it. Although what I always find funny is Vera thinks it's Shelly, even though, like, now, compared to Vera, or, um, Jason, uh, Shelly is, like, a lot more shorter and a little more kind of rounder, and now all of a sudden you've got Jason who's, like, tall and lean and muscular. and Oh, they older. don't look alike at all. And she's like, Shelly? And I'm like, that is definitely <laughs> not Shelly. How could you get those two even close to mixed up? And then gets shot through the eye straight away. Oh, yeah. What aim. What aim. Yeah, not my favorite kill, uh, but definitely up there for sure. A really good Mm -hmm. one, that's for sure. Definitely. Um, Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, Chris and uh, Jason go uh, head-to-head near the end of the movie. And uh, I always like this because I think if you think of the movies as Jason is a victim of the drowning and all this other stuff, you know, maybe you can kind of make some argument that like, yeah, he's maybe deep down just a child or whatnot. But in this movie, like you, you're like, no, he really is just like an awful person. Like when he, uh, when he's hanging and he takes off his mask, almost to goat her, like, Hey, remember me? Like, Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's, he's a full on villain at that point. I, I find it interesting because, I think the character has always sort of had this built-in sort of innocence about him. Like, he was a child who had the these things happen to him. But when you watch this, you're like, no, I think he kind of enjoys killing people. Like, maybe there is this part of them that is just evil person that he really isn't just this wayward lost kid that I think some people like to think he is. That's true. He definitely knows exactly what he's doing. And it is like he has lost his innocence in a way. Yeah. Poor Jason. Poor Jason. Um, so yeah, um, that's, yeah, pretty much it. I, 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 did you notice the callback to part one and the ending of this one? The ending um, is such a homage to the first one, which I loved. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which was great. Yeah. She thinks she's after killing Jason and then he reveals himself. She sails out on the lake in the boat, which is amazing. And then Jason's mother pops up out of the lake, which is absolutely terrifying. Yep. Um, no idea how she got there or what she's doing, but she's in the lake. And does Jason appear at the window as well, kind of? Yeah, like he. Yeah, he does. He appears in the window and like chases her, but we don't know if that actually happened. It's always funny, too, because when he looks at her through the window, he almost looks excited to see her, like, happy. It's like, hey, you're, you're here. <laughs> hey, I'll come down and see you. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> we'll have a picnic or something. It's like, no, no, Yeah. No. What's going on? I haven't seen you since last night. Yeah. When yeah. you murdered me. <laughs> 
yeah, I guess that's the thing. You know, spoilers, but you can't really kill Jason. Uh, these movies prove, like... No, which I did not realize. I just thought nobody ever had the chance to kill him. But no, they do. They do kill him. He just doesn't die. Yeah, no. He's like a superhuman. Yeah, he just keeps coming back. Mm. Um, yeah, there was supposed to be an alternate ending where at the during the daytime, uh, Chris goes to open up a door, and when she opens up the door, Jason is inside and just decapitates her right away. But oh. they scrapped that, and obviously, I think it's I. I don't know if it's better to keep Chris alive at the end because she definitely doesn't look like she's in a good state of mind after all of a sudden. No. She's one hundred percent being shipped off to a mental asylum after that. Oh, for sure, and justifiably yeah. so. I mean, she went through a lot. Yeah. But oh yeah. It was just, I, I just find it interesting. I'm like, oh well, you know, I, I guess they wanted to avoid a dark ending and give that glimmer of hope. Like, oh, maybe she might come out of this okay. It's like, I probably not. <laughs> she, mm. she, she's, <laughs> she's gonna be in there for a while. Yeah, it's not a good ending for Chris. No, either way. Um, so what did you, uh, what worked for you about this movie, Claire? I really liked, there were certain parts that were quite funny that I enjoyed. I, I liked at the start when they think, um, the van's on fire and they go in and it's actually just those, um, what are their names? Those two stoners, Chuck and Chili, just yeah. smoking. And then they think the police are after them. So they eat all the weed. <laughs> And then turns out the police aren't after them. Yeah. I love that. I thought it was great. Um also we got a new crazy man with an eyeball this time. Yeah. Yeah, the the crazy Ralph of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> crazy Ralph. I was glad we got another crazy man. Um I obviously love that we finally got a ski mask as well. Comes from Shelly. Hockey mask, but yes. Hockey mask, hockey mask, yeah. I feel like it's so iconic to the character, so I was glad to finally see Jason without a bag. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because he... Um, it's such a look for him, so... Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And the change of setting as well was interesting. I wasn't sure were they just going to keep it at a camp forever, but I'm kind of glad they moved on. Um to just a few friends having a having a weekend away it was a nice change of setting yeah and i think it gets a little so this takes place the day after part two so it gets to be yeah. a, a little unrealistic that you know if you were you know having these teenagers coming to the lake that they wouldn't just hear the news that somebody a bunch of people had died and just immediately turn around but i think because they're not counselors and they're just kids going up to the lake i kind of buy that they would probably not be tuning into the news or not care enough they would probably go eh, we're fine whereas uh, i don't think they'd care yeah yeah like if it was an actual camp like they'd say no 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 this camp is being shut down like there's no way mm -hmm. we're letting kids up here or teens up here but it that's kind of why like it, it always bothered me that they kind of get away from doing the camp counselor thing but I think it's partially because it just doesn't make any logical sense why any camp would remain open the day after exactly. a, another camp just had a bunch of people brutally killed. So yeah, it, it makes sense for the plot. So definitely, no, the change of setting was really, really enjoyable. Um, and I mean, Jason's just kind of running around. It's it turns out it's not just kind of campers he's after. It's just just anyone anywhere near Crystal Lake. Just absolutely anyone. Yeah. Which kind of gets into, like, again, he, I think he is just a 
straight up villain. There, you know, yeah. you can say, oh, well, maybe he's going after the counselors as vengeance for what happened to his mother, but you know, Chris and them aren't counselors, so why would he go after them? I think he's just exactly. He's, just, he's not a good person. Just a straight up killer. Yep. Mm. Uh, and then we've already touched on it, but the ending, I really did like the ending and the kind of homage to the first film. I yeah. thought that was great. Mm. And, it, you know, after a certain while, you realize there's no way Jason is actually dead in these movies, but yeah. uh, they do a pretty good job of leaving this one sort of like, yeah, no, like you, you see him laying on the ground there and he's not moving and you're like, oh, is he actually dead? But mm. he kind of I thought he was actually dead, but. Yeah, and then part four comes around, and yeah, and you're like, oh no, oh god. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so what worked for me? I think the biggest thing is I do like Jason in this. I think Jason is a huge hulky monster in this. Uh, whereas in the second film, like he's just he kind of looks like Jack Black with a burlap sack over his head yeah uh, no offense to jack black but you know not not quite uh intimidating but in this one like he's big he's tall he kind of looks like a more evil version of sloth from the goonies in this and mm, jason's uh, been working out he's been putting in work yeah even though it's like literally mm-hmm. the day after but you know what <laughs> maybe he was maybe it's his body double in this one but uh yeah, no, I just like how, how Jason just has this very physical presence. Like, he's not the same size as the counselor, or sorry, the teenagers. He is definitely much taller, much more imposing than they are, which I think works mm-hmm. really well for this. So that's the big thing for me is Jason is probably the most intimidating and just outright scary as he can be in this. Um, I do like the uh yeah like the brutality of this movie too like there's there's quite a few brutal kills in this there's mm-hmm. um the one guy who gets like he goes to defend chris after the biker like, he comes back from the dead or whatever and then uh jason just cuts his hand straight off yes that was very like it just yeah like jason comes literally and just does it quickly like there's no there was no, uh, like, he, you could tell it, it was effortless for him to literally just go, I'm just going to cut this dude's arm off. <laughs> just a normal day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's something that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, there there are some characters that I enjoy. I, I'm going to say right now, Chris is not one of my favorite characters. No, um, no. She's kind of annoying almost. Yeah, and... There was, and I don't want to say that I endorsed this or anything, but like the original story of her and Jason was that Jason was going to have sexually assaulted her uh, when, the, when she's having that flashback. But then when you're watching the movie and they just have her detail what happens and then she goes, I don't know, I don't want to talk about it or whatever. And it's like, but like for a movie's sake, that kind of just gets a little, it's a little weird that she doesn't explain the full backstory of her and Jason, but it's like, okay i never saw jason as being kind of sexually motivated before that's a whole new um and i didn't even i don't even feel like i needed that like yeah i thought he was just a ruthless murderer i didn't think he was i feel like i think of him as a child almost so the sexual aspect didn't really come into it so that's interesting and i'm 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 glad they cut that part because I think it would have been a little too uncomfortable, but I kind of wish yeah. they had changed the backstory rather than just omitting it entirely. So, 
but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, this is getting more into gripes, but like, I just kind of, I find that, uh, other characters are actually fleshed out more. Uh, I do really like, uh, Shelly in this. Yeah. He gets a little grading as a character. Uh, but I think it's it's nice to see him grow. And it is kind of funny that, you know, he pretends to be dead so many times that, you know, when he actually is dead, people just think he's joking. You know, it's like, yeah. the, you know, the boy who cried wolf or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I like that about this where it's like, yeah, you know, he, he's such a jokester that people don't actually believe him when he's actually dead. Uh, <laughs> um, and the actor who played Shelley had never acted before. He was literally approached on the street and given the role. So, wow, okay. Yeah, never... Well, you can kind of see why maybe some of the acting is a bit bad if that's how they're casting people. Yeah, that was the only one. The rest of them are all, like, relatively young, betrayed actors. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, there, There's also, like, some parts to this that just kind of makes Jason a little bit more, yeah, just meaner. Uh, there's the point where the one girl, uh, she says that she's pregnant. Uh, yeah. You know, like... They're like, oh, why do you have to go to the bathroom so much? She's like, well, you would too if you were pregnant. And so when she gets uh, killed by Jason, you're like, oh no, like Jason, come on, killed a pregnant woman, yeah, yeah, which is tough, but I I think it serves to you know show how uh, brutal Jason really is, definitely. Um, and the soundtrack. I mean, <laughs> the song at the beginning is so weird. But every time I enjoy it because it's just, (laughs) you kind of have the serious lead up uh, showing, uh, you know, what happened in the previous movie back when that was a thing. And, you know, nowadays people just can look up on YouTube, you know, what happened in the previous movie. But this was earlier days when you actually had to uh, show somebody before the movie started. But they, uh, they do a pretty good job with, with, with a lot of the characters though. So they do. Yeah. Um, what didn't work for you? Um, I feel like a main thing for me was Jason's motivations oh. kind of changing. I feel like up until this movie, I, I understood that he had been a bit neglected that day in the lake and he drowned and he had this big vendetta about the campsite and the counselors and his mother did as well mm-hmm. and then obviously when they killed his mother that even strengthened it further yeah but i feel like in this one even though it was nice to obviously move away from the campsite it's just kind of like jason's just a madman running around the woods mm-hmm. killing everybody in sight and while it is good it's kind of it doesn't solidify his motivations as much as the previous movies did Mm-hmm. It's like he's just kind of randomly killing them for no reason. Obviously, yeah. it's all attached to Crystal Lake as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like that just wasn't as solid in this movie. Why he's killing them? Yeah, no, and that's sort of I think. Yeah, it kind of gets into a little bit of like well, that seems a little questionable. Why you would have you know all these different things and yeah, it, it just gets a little questionable. I, I think. The, the priorities on this movie were definitely a little little lopsided. You know, things like plot and whatnot were not mm-hmm. as important to them as uh, other things uh, normally would be. So it, it's part of the part of the thing of this movie. I'm just like, uh, you know, 
this is what happens when you make a movie and you go, well, let's make this 3D and let's make this, you know, all the other stuff, but you kind of forget to actually make it a decent movie. So yeah, um, that was a big one. What else? Some of the acting was quite poor in in some parts, yeah. and the characters I didn't I didn't really kind of connect with them as much I think as as I did in the last movie. There was obviously some that got a bit more. Like mm-hmm. Shelly and maybe Chris, you got a bit of her backstory, but there was other just random characters, like Vera, just random people that you didn't get much of. Yeah, Vera, you yeah. have like that little bit at the beginning with her family, and that's literally about it for her. Yeah. Character. So, um, yeah. Anything else that didn't work for you? I think that's about it for me. What about you? What didn't work? Uh, the movie definitely there's many times where the movie has this like soft filter on it during the daytime. Uh, and it look mm-hmm. it just doesn't look as well shot as it could be. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when you compare this to part four, which looks a lot cleaner and part two, even which looks a lot cleaner, this just has this like, it looks almost like it has a filter over it the entire time. And, and it just never like the movie just looks not as appealing as some of the other movies in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chris's characterization, I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, you know, even like with a character like Shelly, it's, he does have some annoying moments. Uh, it's odd because he does have those annoying moments, but then he's also one of the more fleshed out characters. So it's just kind of odd how they do that. Um, also too, like, uh, Rick in this is kind of a bit of like an aggressive person when it comes to like yeah. being flirty with uh, Chris and it kind of like it's it comes across almost like kind of like sexual assaultish kind of in like some ways like when he like comes at her like in the initial beginning of the movie and just goes for her and it's just like dude like very read, intense read the <laughs> she hasn't room. seen you in two years yeah, yeah like uh, this isn't quite quite the best idea right now so it, that that kind of stuff just kind of gets a little awkward for me where I'm just like, uh, and you know, it is what it is. Like these movies were made in a time when those things were sort of a little bit more, um, you know, done, uh, you know, without people being too judged upon. But obviously now in uh, modern eyes, it's like, yeah, that's that wouldn't fly in uh, 2020 at all. So definitely not. I also feel like the characters maybe just don't have as much fun even as they did even in the last one or i know in the fourth one they have the kind of parody but in this one it just kind of seems they kind of get there it just goes straight into murdering they don't go into town they don't sit around together they don't really go swimming yeah it's really intense really quickly it wasn't well there are some kind of like fun moments that you don't really ever see the characters having a good time before the murdering all begins no you don't and that's that's a good point that you bring up because it, these people are supposed to be friends, but I don't really get that impression. Like, it almost seems no. like they're just there because, like, I don't know, maybe Chris is, like, the one friend or something, but, like, they don't really bond that much. Uh, and there's other movies in this franchise where I feel like there's a bit more of that camaraderie. Even Part 2 does a little bit of a better job where you kind of get the impression that they're all kind of getting to know each other and bond and have fun. And this one... I, I feel like everyone's very clicky. Like, you have the stoner couple, which kind of just hang out with yeah. each other by themselves for most of the movie. 
Um, you know, you have Chris and Rick who kind of hang out together for most of the movie. Like, there's these different groups of characters, but they're never really together a lot of the time. Exactly. You don't really see them as a group just enjoying themselves ever, which yeah. is unfortunate because those are some of the best moments in the other ones. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, that that's really it for what didn't work. Like, uh, largely this movie is middle of the road for me. Um, it's not one of my favorites, and it's not one that I will put it's not as bad as some of the other movies in the franchise. I'm trying not to uh, paint, paint a picture for you before you watch the movie, but there are some <laughs> movies later on that I'm just like, well, these are far worse than part three. So oh, God. This is, Can't wait. this is one of those middle of the road ones for me where I'm like, you know, yeah. this is a good movie, you know, maybe not utterly great, um, but it's, it's got its moments. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Uh, what was your favorite kill in the movie? Mm, I liked Vera's kill in the lake, being shot in the eye, but I would say my favorite was maybe Andy. He was upside down in the kind of handstand. Yeah. Because it was so ridiculous. And plus you get a nice payoff with that later, with him hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Which is so, like, oh, it's so well done how, like, the guts are kind of just hanging out. Like it's, it's really gory and disgusting. But exactly. Like, his pregnant girlfriend just chilling, reading a magazine looks up and sees literal insides of his body. Yeah. yeah. That is a great, that is a great kill. Mm -hmm. What about you? What would your favorite be? Mm, I do really like Rick's with his eye being popped out. Yes, yeah. actually. I was fortunate enough years ago to see this movie in 3d and that effect actually kind of worked relatively well where it popped out of the screen. And I was like, okay, this is actually, this is kind of cool. Uh, hmm. I think when you're watching it in 2D, it doesn't quite have the same effect. And obviously now it's a little dated in how it looks. You know, you, mm -hmm. can, you can, I think you can even see the wire that the quote unquote eye pops out on. But yeah, um, I, I really just like that one, especially because to Chris goes calling for him and he's literally right next to her. And she doesn't even know. Mm -hmm. So, um, what was your favorite character in this? Again, I didn't really like. Yeah, there wasn't really one. Usually, it's kind of the the final girl, but it wasn't in this case. Actually, um, I would probably say Shelley, just because he's kind of funny and he's pranking them. Yeah. And we get the kind of hit the backstory. We empathize with him. I felt so sad when he, he said something like, would you be yourself if you looked like me? <laughs> I thought that was so sad. Aww. I know poor Shelly. And then obviously he gives Jason the iconic mask. That's where he gets it from. Yeah. Um, I thought Shelly was like a really fun kind of lighthearted character. Yeah, he's, he's mm. a lot of fun. And I think it's odd because the movie doesn't have a lot of brevity in it. It largely, it doesn't, like, he is, the, like, the sole comic relief, and he's the one having the most fun. I mean, I guess Andy's having fun, too, but they don't really do much with Andy. He just kind of no. shows up to, to do a couple 3D effects and then die. Um, but, yeah, Shelly gets a, gets a good amount of uh, screen time there, and I think he, he mm -hmm. works it well, so. Um, 
Yeah, this one's a tough one on who my favorite is because mm -hmm. I want to say Shelly, but I guess like, is it possible to say Jason is my favorite character in this? Yeah, mm -hmm. he's a character. <laughs> uh, no, I, I will I will shy away from that. <laughs> Jason is really good in this. I guess yeah, I yes. guess I guess Shelly is probably my favorite. Um, he gets the most fleshed out and. There's some good callbacks, like Yagim yeah, later when he actually dies, and um, the the stoner girlfriend's like, "Oh come on, Shelly, give us a break!" And yeah. <laughs> like, no, I think he's actually dying this time. But <laughs> yeah, uh, so okay, I think it's time to rate this. How many uh, machetes would you give this movie? Hmm, this is definitely like dead middle of the road for me. I'm gonna say five out of ten machetes. Okay, I'm going to check my letterbox because I think I give an actual. I forgot what I gave up it on there. Um, okay, let's see what I gave it on there. Okay, I gave it a six out of ten, which I I, okay. still, I still stand by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I'd give this more than a six. It's no, it's just not that great of a movie. But it's not a terrible movie either. So, mm -hmm. you know, you you could still watch this. And, you know, I would actually argue most of the movies in this franchise are not really so bad that I would say, oh, skip this in a rewatch of the franchise. But yeah, um, definitely, you know, this is the one that maybe you can, you know, check your phone a little bit on or uh, have a quick nap or something. <laughs> you know, I would and, love to watch this in 3D. I think that's so lucky how to do that. Yeah. If you can, like, sometimes theaters will show it in 3D, and that's the best way to experience it. Um, Definitely. I, I know in Vancouver, where we are, there's the Rio Theater. Every Friday the 13th, they play one of these movies, and it's always so much fun to watch it with a crowd and uh, just hear people's reactions, like their laughter and their shots yeah. and everything. It's always so much fun. I really want them to do part three, because then they can do it in 3D, and it would just be fantastic. That would be great. Um, so yeah, um, threeangrynerds.com is where you're likely listening to this and where you can find more of First Friday and other podcasts on the Three Angry Nerds Network, including Three Angry Nerds and Three Angry Gamers and Nerds and Love, our dating advice podcast, and so much more. Uh, until next time, when we talk about part four, everybody, bye for now.